0: All right, we've got a great episode of Side Retired coming at you guys today. It'll be Dylan, and we're going to be joined by the Director of Operations for the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. So, David, let's hit the intro music and get right into this. Hello and welcome to this edition of Side Retired. It's Dylan Campione and today we have the privilege of being joined by Scott Crawford, who is the Director of Operations for the Baseball Hall of Fame. Scott, thanks so much for joining us on. I know you've got a pretty busy schedule this time of year.
1: Yeah, no, it's great. It's always good to talk baseball. So, uh, you know, we always make
0: time for that. And and uh, this is gonna be a great, uh, great chat we're going to have absolutely so obviously for our listeners who are very loyal to us they remember a couple months ago we had ashley stevenson on the podcast she was actually part of the canadian baseball hall of fame class of 2024 so that's how this initial connection got made so congrats to ashley on the honor but of course we are excited to be joined by scott today who's been with the direct we've been with the baseball hall of fame since january of 2000 if we have that right so you're pushing 24 years at this point so what's the whole experience been like and how's it going
1: yeah. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. I love baseball. I always have, uh, I got a great opportunity back to the state, right? 24 years ago. And it was, uh, you know, it's, it's been a blessing every, every since every day since it's just, it's every time I come here, I get to do something that involves baseball and making baseball in Canada a better, uh, better thing and a better spot. So
0: it's wonderful. Absolutely. And so I have to ask, how did this come about? Were you always a baseball guy growing up and at what point in your career during you say? This looks like a pretty cool opportunity. Let me jump on it. Yeah. Well, it's
1: kind of uh unique. I mean, I, I lived about an hour and a half away from, from the museum here in St. Mary's. And um, I just sort of like everything else, it it's been around a while, but it came to St. Mary's in the mid-90s. And in 1998, I came uh to the induction ceremony just as a fan. I just wanted to see what was going on and and I love baseball. So I drove the hour and a half and came to the ceremony and, and loved it, of course, and met a bunch of people and and then the next summer 99, I just started volunteering, giving giving tours or doing whatever they needed to do. I just again I love baseball. I wasn't necessarily thinking it as a future job. I, you know, I wanted to work in baseball, but in Canada, the spots are a lot more limited than the states. But uh summer 99, I gave museum tours, I cataloged artifacts, I helped induction weekend, I just did whatever they needed to do. And and then um I went back to school that fall and to uh to a sports administration program at Durham College in Oshawa here in Ontario. And part of the program was I need to do a four month co op or placement or whatever we call it these days. And uh, so I called up the Hall of Fame. I said, Hey, remember me from last summer? <laughs> uh, I did the volunteering for you. And and they said, Yeah. And I said, Well, I need to come work for free for you. And they, they said, That sounds great. <laughs> and uh, so I did start in January 2000. I started my co op. Uh, the unique part is they actually. Gave me some money, and I was like, "Wow! Now I'm going to get paid for baseball." But they gave me uh, $750 a month before taxes, so I made $684 a month, and I paid my rent because I had to move to town. And I had like 200 bucks a month left. I thought I was a millionaire. I was getting paid to, paid to work in baseball, so it was uh, it was a great move. And and I've been here say 24 years. I'm uh, I'm still here running the show. So.
0: I love it. Absolutely. And obviously, the Hall of Fame has grown over those 24 years. If you want to take a look into that for us, of sort of how has the Hall of Fame evolved over your tenure with the club or with the organization, and what's it like today?
1: Yeah, well, it, it stepped back even before the St. Mary's days. It, it started in Toronto in 1982, over well, right beside, it was in a building right beside the stadium where the exhibition, exhibition stadium where the Blue Jays used to play. And uh, it only lasted about 1990. It uh, just wasn't real popular. It was, it was getting lost in Toronto. As we know, Toronto's a huge city and loves their hockey. and um, But baseball, you know, is secondary. And, and uh, you know, but then we started winning the World Series in 92 and 93. And baseball, of course, skyrocketed. But by that time, it was too late. It, it closed up in Toronto. And um, the important part of this Hall of never stopped existing. It just didn't have a physical spot for people to go see. And so after the World Series there, baseball exploded like, like in any of your cities or anything where they win a championship. Obviously, everyone was falling in love with them and um, came down to us at the city of Guelph, which is sort of halfway between us and Toronto. And, and in 1994, we, we won the hall of fame uh, for two main reasons. One, if you look, uh, if you're ever here, you can see our 32 acres of land with four baseball fields um, or check them out on, 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 on our website. And then the history of the game that uh, there's a really important game down in Beechville in 1838. And it's def- not the first game of baseball, because that's of course got a long, long history, but one of the, Important early games of baseball in uh, on June Fourth, eighteen thirty-eight in Beechville. And fell out of that game was Adam Ford. Adam Ford wrote about that game, and the Saint Mary's connection is Adam Ford, the doctor here in Saint Mary's, lived here in Saint Mary's. and was the mayor of Saint Mary's, <laughs> and so that brought the historical ties plus the land, and we brought the Hall of Fame to Saint Mary's in nineteen ninety-four. So, um, and you know, thirty years later, we got our four baseball fields and our our, our nice museum and our walking trails and. It's been quite a quite a journey since uh, since the mid
0: to late nineties. No, absolutely, I love it. And obviously, one of those other fun aspects I know you mentioned in ninety nine, you were running around doing tours with your head cut off, going over every direction in every possible way. How different is the day in the life now? Obviously, here in twenty twenty
1: four. Well, it's uh, I'm not the only one here now. I mean, back then <laughs> I was the only staff, um, you know, and it was all run by volunteers. Like until until I came on in two thousand. It was all volunteers for the first four or five years in St. Mary's that, you know, built the, got the museum built, ball field built, gave the tours, kept things organized, found money to keep the doors open. Um, and then I came in 2000 and obviously kept things moving forward and forward. Um, you know, there, there's still, you know, there's still the simple aspects i give them the tours, but, you know, uh, for the 23 of the 24 years, you know, I've been one of the main only staff here. And, um, you know, we had another person here for a few years, but then we just hired a, a care collections person who just started in January to help look after the collection and give museum tours. And so I still oversee all the aspects, all the major aspects, but uh, um, it's, uh, it, it's definitely you got the tours where it's easy tour days and then you got the, the busy days where you're fundraising money and, and trying to figure things out. So.
0: Absolutely. I love it. I see the Toronto Blue Jays jersey behind you. David, I know you had a question that you wanted to throw in here. So floor is yours, David, to jump in.
1: Yeah, so thanks again so much for hopping on the podcast. We have many different major league talents from Canada, from the great Larry Walker to Joey Votto to even Vlad Guerrero Jr., who's on the cover. How does it feel to know that you have so much talent from Canada, even though uh, Canada is more of a hockey country? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it definitely is a hockey country. Um, you know, we had 17 Canadians in the big leagues last year with, of course, three with the Blue Jays and a couple with the Cleveland and, and of course, uh, Reds and Mariners. I don't even name all the teams, but uh, a <laughs> couple of the Red Sox. Um, it's it's great. I mean, we have three MVPs. We have Larry, Larry Walker, Joey Votto, Justin Morneau. We've had an all star in the all star game every single year since nineteen, I'll say, ninety six except one year we've only missed one year in the last almost 30 years of having an all-star so uh we've won Cy Young's we you know um we're, we're great at playing baseball not a lot of us but we're, we're great at playing baseball and and uh we're not just a guy sitting on the bench of the 25th man on the roster and, uh, so it's uh, it's impressive you know Larry's and Fergie's but you also have the Justin Morneau's and and all that of the world so it's, it's pretty impressive.
0: Oh, so I love it. And obviously, we're also honoring this year, six new members of your Baseball Hall of Fame I was just curious about it, because we also did go through the Cooperstown election a couple of weeks ago, where that's obviously a big hullabaloo of a process that everyone scrutinizes every writer possible for their different ballots. So I was just curious, what's the electoral process or voting process like if there is one for the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame? And how did you come to the conclusion of, you know, this year's six new members?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we uh, we have our selection committee spread across Canada. We have 24 voters um, and they are a mixture of people that like Cooperstown basically has all their media people. We have uh, historians, media executives and past inductees that make up our, our list of 24. Um, and we, you know, again, it's for the Canadian Hall of Fame. It's a huge country, but we we spread, we try to cover every province for the, with their voters. Um, a couple more in the bigger provinces like Ontario and B.C. and Quebec, but uh, still spread pretty wide and and uh the people nominate people they uh they meet our criteria to uh get on the ballot they they get on the ballot and then um there's a voting process and and uh they get in if they meet the 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 voting requirements so um this year we had a you know it's a bigger class than normal normally we're three four five people but this year we hit six so um just means there's a lot of great baseball history in canada that deserves to be honored and and uh this year's class, and I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit later, I'm sure, but it's it's a wide variety, and it's it's really, really
0: great class. Absolutely. I'm curious about it. If you want to announce to everyone, when is the election? When is sort of the ceremony going to happen, and when are we going to get to see these new Hall of Famers? Yeah, for
1: sure. And It's a three-day week event we have on the weekends, June 15th weekend here in St. Mary's, but uh, it starts June 13th. We have a big event in Toronto, that, um, that uh, sort of a kickoff event. Uh, it's called the Opening Pitch in Toronto on the 13th. And then we have our, our celebrity golf term, which is a big fundraiser on the 14th here in St. Mary's. And then, of course, Induction Day is the, the 15th is what we're all about. And it's a um, big ceremony and autograph session and ball games and food. And it's just a great, uh, great
0: day of baseball. I love it. Absolutely. And you did just sort of hint at it. We do have the six new Hall of Famers. If you want to sort of get into who was elected this year, if you want to give a brief bio description, I'm sure. A lot of our baseball fans have heard of, obviously, the Major League Baseball player Russell Martin, but there are five others in addition to Russell Martin. Really cool stories that you guys are choosing to honor this year.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like you said, Russell Martin, one of the best Canadians ever play baseball, catcher, all-star, again, um, Blue Jay player, Yankee player, Pittsburgh, uh, you know, Dodgers. Um, Yeah, we have Jimmy Key, who's a former Blue Jay pitcher. Um, he pitched nine years with the Blue Jays and basically you know, top five and everything from game start to innings, pitch, the wins, the ERA, just, um, uh, strikeout. So he's, he's, uh, long overdue and getting in our hall of fame for sure. And, um, you know, let me talk to your former guest, Ashley Stevenson. She's uh, a woman's national team player legend. She started in the very first year in 2004 and played right through the 2018, um, but she didn't stop. As soon as she done playing, she jumped right into coaching. She coached the team. She managed the team. Um, in, 2020, 20, in 2023, she is uh, coaching professionally with the Vancouver Canadians, which is the Blue Jay single-A team, and, and she's heading back there this summer, so that's great. Uh, another national team player, Rod Heisler, uh, not quite as well as known as Ashley, but Rod Heisler played for Team Canada 13 times in the 70s and 80s. He played in the Olympics. He played in the Pan Am Games. He's a left-handed pitcher. He's an all-star representing Canada in uh, 13 different times over a decade. So he really did a lot for baseball in Canada. Um, Paul Godfrey, Paul Godfrey, people will uh, know as a politician. You know, some people in Toronto know him as a politician. Um, he was very well instrumental in getting the Blue Jays. You know, it, it was him and Lavatz and Don McDougall and CIBC and Howard Webster. Like there were a few key individuals and he was one of the key individuals that got the Blue Jays uh, an expansion team. In 1977. So that's very important. He later helped get the Rogers Center built as back then, though, of course, known as the Sky Dome. And he was president and CEO of the Blue Jays for a decade as well. So Paul Godfrey's getting in. And then Howie Bernie. We always need those down to earth, uh, grassroots people. They're so important. You know, Howie Bernie's 60 plus years in, uh, in the Toronto Ontario, Toronto area, but I was in Ontario. Um, He's in the Baseball Ontario Hall of Fame, but he's been a coach and executive and umpire, um, everything you could ask for for sixty plus years in the province, and uh, he's very valuable as well to keep the kids playing. You don't have someone organizing and umpiring and keeping and coaching, the kids aren't playing. So he's very important too. So that's our that's our group of six, and
0: uh, we we can't wait till June fifteenth. I love that. I think that's what makes you guys unique in comparison to other Hall of Fames is you've got ranging from the best of the best players to those grassroots stories and that's a good way to honor because there's obviously a lot of rich histories you were mentioning earlier in the baseball sport that you want to cover all different aspects of it at your hall of fame
1: we do it's so important i mean again like you, we can't have you can't have, play, you can have players but if there's nobody umpire them nobody organize them, nobody coach them then how do you have games right <laughs> so you need all aspects and we have umpires in our hall of fame and trainers and scouts and announcers and, and of course coaches and players but it takes a wide variety of people to make a ball game happen. And that's, that's why I said earlier, this class is so good because it, it, it gets the professional, well-known people, the national team players and coaches, and then down to that grassroots person that, uh, you know, that helped the, the five-year-old kid learn how to play catch, right. All the way up to the teenagers and keeping baseball going in the province for a long, long time.
0: I love it. Absolutely. And obviously I have two things that I've sort of been petitioning for, obviously in the major league baseball world that, are tangential to Canada and obviously wanted to have a resident expert on here to sort of help me and add some legitimacy to what I've been throwing out there. And the first was that I think Canada needs a second Major League Baseball team again, whether that's Montreal or Ontario or some other city that I might not be thinking of. But it seems like it's time, especially if Major League Baseball, expand that we get a second franchise back in the country. And then the second is that Joey Votto should be a Major League Baseball Hall of Famer because apparently there's some people that said he shouldn't be so just wanted to float those two ideas out there to you and see if you're going to say dylan you're crazy or if i might have a very legitimate supporter of either of those two issues
1: well i would i would 100 percent agree with you, dylan but that you know if i didn't <laughs> i'd be in trouble probably so um you know yes uh the expo has been gone for 20 years now 2004 they left after the season it's been a long long time um you know, there was a big process in place to sort of split the season. Tampa Bay, Major League Baseball uh, said that wasn't going to happen. And, and um, so sort of things have quieted down the last year or two about them. But I know there's a lot of backing in Montreal. I know there's a lot of um, money. I know they got locations for stadiums. Um, you know, I, when the Expo started, they played at Jerry Park for several years, which was a stadium that wasn't meant to be Major League Baseball stadium. Um, we built Olympic, Olympic Stadium after that for the Olympics, and then obviously for the Expos. I, I, I think they could support it. I think other cities have got a second chance. I mean, the Expos moved to Washington, and that was Washington's third baseball team, right? So they had two other chances, and and teams teams move for different reasons. And I'm talking like over a hundred years. You know, they've had three teams, so it's definitely a long span. But you know, other cities have had other chances, and not only baseball but other sports. So. You know, I I hope they seriously consider it and think about it. if They're going to move a team or or expand to more teams. And, and Joey Votto, 100%. I mean, he was what you call, the, you know, he, one of the greatest players of his generation. You got the Miguel, Miguel Cabreras, you got the Albert Pujolses, and you got the Joy Vottos. You know, he did, Joey didn't get 3,000 hits, or hit 500 home runs like some of those guys, but he won seven on-base titles. He was uh, MVP. He was an all-star. He gold Glove. Um, hit 300. Um, you know he's got 350 homers. He's got 2,000 hits. He played every day. Um, he's just one of those guys. Like in my mind, it's the whole point of being a hitter is to not get out. And Joey Votto, for his generation and his time, he's been the best player at not getting out. Sounds very simple, but the whole point <laughs> is to get on base and not get out. And there's been nobody better for 15 years span than, than Joey Votto. I mean, he's now, he's obviously 40 now. He's on the downside of his career, like, like everyone, when they hit this age, um, you know, he's got two injured injured years, hopefully someone signs him and gets another shot in 2024, but uh, I would, I would definitely put Joey up with any other first baseman, um, you know, that's in Cooperstown and say he belongs with them in that, in uh, Cooperstown, and hopefully he'll be the third one. We had to wait a long time to get Larry Walker um, uh, in, but he's in, so let's get a, let's get a
0: third one in for sure. I love it. How about a little home reunion? Joey Votto comes home to Toronto maybe and plays a year in Canada before he wraps things up. in I know the Reds have hinted that he might not be back in 2024, but maybe there's a D8 spot right there in Toronto waiting for him.
1: Yeah. Well, he trains in the offseason in Toronto, so he wouldn't have to even go very far. He's a, you know, he's a 20 minute drive to the Rogers center from where he, he lives in the off season. So you never know. I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, again, I think somebody will offer him a deal. Will it be Toronto? I don't know. I don't think it'll be Cincinnati but uh you know again he's a good clubhouse guy if he can hit in spring training you know someone that's why someone will give him a chance for spring training mm-hmm. and if he proves him that he can still play then then yeah he'll be in a big league roster he's probably not playing every day but again most 40 year olds don't play every day i mean um it's just the way pro sports is but uh you know he can be a valuable guy with some power off the off the bench and he knows how to get on base again the name of the game is getting on base and not getting out and If uh, You know, he might hit a little lower for average right now, but if he's on base is still 350, 360, he's going to be one of your top on base guys on your whole team. So, you know, sign him up.
0: 100%. Well, we have three fun questions here to throw at you about your experience with the Baseball Hall of Fame, if you're ready for them before we wrap up. Yep. All right. The first one we've got for you is your favorite interaction that you've had, whether it be with the Hall of Fame or whether it be with the museum, but your favorite baseball memory and interaction that you've had so far.
1: Wow. That's a, that's a tough question. That's a
0: tough first one
1: there. Um, I would say my interaction with, uh, and I'll use Tom Hankey for example, he's inducted in 2011, of course, great closer for the Blue Jays and just a down to earth fella. Like some, some major league baseball players know they're major league baseball players and some major league baseball players think they're just average everyday people walking the street, right? Getting the mail and saying hi to people and going to a local coffee shop. And, you know, Tom Hankey just really impressed me when he was here he was just down to earth. He rented a bus, like one of those luxury buses to bring up, you know, 50 closest friends. He paid for the bus all the way up from Missouri. So it's not like a driver on the corner. Um, so 50 of his closest friends could come to induction because he was able to help them and, and rent this bus for the whole weekend. Um, but he just like, he sat down to me and he just, he asked about me and I'm like, wow, that, that's Great, I didn't know what to say, <laughs> but uh, you know, he just wanted to know about me and my family and and my history and my parents, and you know, and, and instead of talking about him, he didn't want to talk about himself, and uh, he didn't want me to ask him questions about himself. He just wanted to know all about me. So that was pretty, that was a pretty cool aspect to have. And he's not the only one, but I, I gave one. <laughs> <You> <laughs> no, know,
0: one I for sure, <laughs> absolutely, because I know there's always the phrase of you don't want to meet your superhero, but. It's- always nice to hear when all of a sudden there's someone that you really admired or obviously a major league baseball player and they're really nice to you and you're like wow some of these guys are actually really good people
1: yeah and there are a ton of great people um you know as you know you've met them and i've met them and you talk to them and you hear radio interviews and you see them interacting with fans and kids it's really important to interact with the fans and kids and i i think tom would uh you know was great in his playing days his heyday was of course in the 80s and early 90s but uh he was just a really nice down-to-earth person
0: Absolutely. I love it. And then the second question we have for you is what are you looking forward to most regarding the future of the Hall of Fame? Is there something maybe on the horizon that you're looking forward to? Obviously, the induction coming up later this year, but what sort of the future of the museum?
1: Yeah, just the continued expansion and growth. I mean, we're in Southern Ontario, which is uh, in St. Mary's, a small town about uh, 7,000 people. So we know not everyone can get to Southern Ontario, just like Cooperstown knows not everyone can get to Cooperstown. It's even the smaller town in the in the middle of New York State. And uh, But just the expansion and growth, whether it's online, whether it's social, whether it's people interacting with us. Um, and then when they're in Southern Ontario, or they want to make a trip to Toronto, and we're only two hours away, or a trip to Detroit, we're only two hours away from Detroit as well, then, then yeah, for sure, we want them to drive here and, and come see us. But just the interaction with us, the building our, our profile, building our awareness and our, you know, our, our just, just people supporting us and talking about us. I mean, there's just, just like this show here. I mean, lots of new people are gonna hear about new things about the Hall of Fame they didn't know existed up here in Canada. And that's, that's wonderful and fantastic. And that's what we're really looking to do.
0: Absolutely, I know my dad and I are on the quest to hit all 30 ballparks. The two that we have not hit, and of course there's maybe a handful of others, but the two that I know we have not hit are Toronto and Detroit. But I think we need well, to make that two-hour drive, too, once we finally hit those stadiums and come take a visit. To that's you right. We're,
1: we're two hours to the Rogers Center and about 2.5 hours to Tiger Stadium. So we're basically smack dab in the middle of those two. So definitely, if you if you make that trip, you got to plan to stop halfway in between and, and visit us. 100%.
0: And then the last question we have for you is sort of almost on the similar ilk, but say we have a couple of new listeners that are hearing about the Hall of Fame for the first time, whether in Canada or here in the U.S., Almost like the elevator pitch of why you need to come and stop by the museum.
1: Yeah, we will we will teach you how how great and wonderful and big the history of baseball in Canada is. I mean it's it's a lot more than just a couple players. It goes back to the 1870s. Our first major league baseball player, Bob Addy, played in 18 in the 1870s in major league baseball and. Um, you know, again, we we have 32 acres of land with four ball fields, walking trails, and the museum, so you can spend hours in the museum and then go outside and, and watch some kids play baseball and, and go for a nice walk through the through the forest and nature.
0: Love that, hundred percent. Well, we're really looking forward to obviously seeing the induction later this year. Again, congrats to our six new nominees. Hopefully, this is not the last time that we're talking Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. I know we're already working behind the scenes on hopefully making another fun interview happen in the future, real soon, but. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. I know I've had a blast, David, as well. And this has been a great conversation. Learned a lot and obviously had a lot of fun in the process, too.
1: Well, that's great, Dylan. David, thanks for having me on. I mean, yeah, you guys know how to to get involved with each other now. So if you ever want to chat again, just uh, let me know. And we'll give you some updates about about St. Mary's and the Canadian Baseball Hall of
0: Fame. 100% looking forward to it. Well, thank you again so much. And for Dylan, David, and Scott, this has been a blast. And until the next time, the side is retired.